Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, fellow conductors of the Metaphysical Examination, and welcome to the Crossrip this week. On the old Ghostbusters podcasting show, we've got a fun one. We're going to be talking about Ghostbusters crossing over number five, so there will be spoilers bound in the second half of the episode. Uh, but up first, we're going to talk about the news because we have some Ghostbusters world discussion, some IGT slot machine discussion. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about who we are because it's been a while. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the keymaster? Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! I have not had a chance to listen to the uh amazing colossal podcast yet with andrea martin i just okay. he had carl gottlieb on was yeah it? that was a good one that too. was a really good one i feel like that was like last week two weeks ago and i i, I yeah. just listened to that one so that's how far behind i am but you're only well i mean you're not super behind yeah I'm andrea like martin is the most recent carl gottlieb was a really good one carl gottlieb was great because of you know jaws uh, july 4th timing down here that was it, yeah. It struck. I mean, I'm I'm late. Obviously, it's not July Fourth anymore. It's August. And yeah, but you guys don't have like uh, haven't gone on an Australian level uh, shark call <laughs> craze. Yet. Surprises the hell out of me, given <laughs> that you you structure your entire society to switch to uh, Shark Week and Jaws. On the, the long weekend when you all go to the beach. Like uh, yeah, it doesn't make... I mean, Jaws makes sense because it takes... Okay, that movie takes place on the 4th of July. I, I get that. The Shark Week thing, I feel like that's become a more recent... Like, that's just a marketing blitz and a half. Like, yeah. whatever but it's they're... A, that's a min, at minimum 10 to 15 years old now. It's not that yeah. recent. No, I mean, it's not recent, but the, the, yeah. the fervor that it grows to, I feel like, is recent. Like, I don't remember everybody being like, oh, Shark Week. To the fact that there are ads about Shark Week that have nothing to do with Shark Week or the Discovery Channel down yeah, here. And I'm like, what? Everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. It's, You're uh, promoting another channel's sweeps week, basically. What are you doing? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. If you want a really good one, I think it was an early episode of... Uh, I want to say last podcast on the left. Yeah. I think... Or... No! Sorry, I am wrong. It was the dollop. The dollop. The dollop, which is another good uh, podcast if you're looking to add it to the list. It's basically um, uh, these two comedians. Uh, one goes out and finds uh, kind of lost history, mostly American, but they got a big following in Australia and all that. And when they travel abroad to do live shows, yeah, they kind of dig through the history there. Just stuff we've never heard about, or stuff that's been downplayed a lot, like. Uh, let's just say, unrelated to anything going on in the world, they dug really deep into uh, uh, the 
kind of the uh, the American uh, Nazi Party and stuff like that prior to the war and yeah. uh, and kind of how far like and it's not just around the war they go back decades to where kind of the people involved in their roots were and how they got in there and it, all that sort of stuff but they have a really great episode on sharks uh, that will scare the crap out of you like they're digging up stories of kids uh, like turn of the last century swimming in a river I believe somewhere's on the east coast I want to say maybe New Jersey I'm not 100% sure but for whatever reason of uh, temperature uh, climate uh you know whatever was going on the sharks like went up river miles river sharks to to the middle to the middle of basically to to where kids go yay let's go swim in the river and one got eaten by a shark oh my god (laughs) you don't think about i mean you don't know river sharks uh land sharks sure um Sharknados, absolutely. Yeah. But River, no, that's not. That's unheard of. That's well, yeah, it can apparently happen. It doesn't <laughs> happen a lot, but it can happen. God, um, it's been a real good few weeks for podcasts. Uh, Captain Dale Die is on. Uh, I was there too this week. Oh, and he, I did not know that. It's fascinating listening to him because what I did not realize, because I always thought that uh, he and Lee Ermy were kind of of a, an era that just there was kind of a shift in Hollywood and they both popped up and what I didn't realize is how much uh, uh, Dale Dye uh, kind of uh, created that shift yeah, he was like the proto yeah yeah like he, he specifically went to Hollywood to sell them on the idea of uh, don't just have a technical advisor you know, as he put it, telling you what side the ribbon goes on and the ribbons go on and things like that. Like somebody who could also be involved in the mindset of the characters and right. all this sort of thing, like really make it real. And he was the guy who, well, for Platoon, that was his, his first thing. He can, everybody else turned him down. And then uh, Oliver Stone, who it helps that Oliver Stone had been to Vietnam. I was going to say, Oliver Stone um, is like, we're going to make this realistic and then have a Commodore realistic. 64 game come out that's. Realistic <laughs> and kids. Are his whole be- th- his whole thing is he wanted to retell his experience, so he already had that mindset. Yeah. But when this guy showed up out of nowhere, saying, "Let me run your guys through training, so they uh, don't have to worry about all that stuff," uh, he said, "Yes, do it." And he, he just lots just to listen to him oh talk. Amazing stuff. I mean, yeah. I Real mean, it's it's kind of a it's a a podcast renaissance. I mean, the podcasts have been growing and growing and growing, but. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was, I think, um, how did this get made? Just did Blues Brothers 2000. Um, uh-huh. There, I, just so many things to listen to, which is amazing. And I actually like, <laughs> I, I find myself, I'm looking for a new Star Wars podcast uh, for, for reasons that we don't need to get into. But no. there are literally uh, 20 or 30 Star Wars themed podcasts that are news yeah. and commentary and roundtables and with interviews with people. And um, yeah, you pick the flavor you want. Uh, yeah. And, and it's sort of, I mean, I'm I'm sorry, everybody out there that loves Ghostbusters. You're stuck with us mainly. I mean, there's yes, have some, and there's us, and then occasionally there's the ectopod and a couple others. But um, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. When you go to search Ghostbusters, it's like there's, uh, there's us, and then there's all of the random episodes of you know Doug at uh, the movies. Uh, it's funny you should say there's us uh, because you made a point of who's us. 
Weeze oh, Us Who? Well, yeah. So that's the other. I, I kind of wanted to do that. I mean, I, I put this on the rundown, and that was a great segue, man. You'd think You're that we've been doing this for years. For uh, three years. <laughs> but yeah, so so I think in in the process of trying to find a new uh, Star Wars podcast, and I'm listening to stuff, and I don't quite know the hosts and things like that. I realized that it's been quite some time since you and I introduced ourselves uh, to to the listening audience at large. And yes, it's going to sound kind of self serving. For us to, um, you know, well, yeah, I saw, I saw your thing too. You're right. We've been taking it for granted for approximately. We've been going three years now. Three years, approximately two and a half years. Well, and and the other thing that also sparks this too is the the introductory <laughs> episode where you and I kind of talk about ourselves and the very like here's us and here's what we do uh, was our very first episode. And I went back and I tried to listen to it uh, this morning, and it's not good. It's it's kind of um, we were still trying to figure out our way and we were still trying to figure out the technical side of things. And, and, and it's just, it's, I, I mean, I, I appreciate everybody out there who listened to it. Uh, thank, thank you. I'm sorry. It's not good. It's technically awful. So, um, so what I thought we would do Chris here at the top of the show is, uh, get to, just a little bit of explanation about ourselves. Get to get to know our audience because uh, if you are tuning in as a new listener or if you joined us a few podcasts ago, maybe because I know a lot of people jumped on for the book club uh, for Ghostbusters Daughter, uh, maybe you have no idea who the hell I am and who the hell Chris is. And so I thought we might just, just do a little introductory before we get into news. And then later in the episode, we're going to talk about Ghostbusters crossing over number five. So um, so I, it's this is not an entire episode of us just talking about ourselves. I promise you that you're everybody's reaching for the skip button because they're like, ah, no. But uh, yeah, we'll get into news. We'll get into crossing over and uh, it'll be fun. But I think so, Chris, do you do you want to kick it off? Do you want to talk about like here's what I'm thinking? We say who we are and why it makes sense for us to be rambling on and on and on about Ghostbusters now for three years plus. Like what? who the hell are we to think that we can talk about Ghostbusters for this long? Well, we're just these guys, you know? Um, <clears throat> we're well, qualified in our own minds. Yes. <laughs> uh, we're just uh, n- nerds that refuse to go quietly in this is true. That good night. This is also true. Yes. I mean, it can be encapsulated pretty easily. You and I, uh, uh, as I like to put it, there's a very short list of people, and then those that facilitated that fandom one way or another online is even shorter. Uh, by my recollection, going back to the early to mid-90s. The dial-up and, days, uh, America Online... Well, for you know, you Americans, uh, yes. Canadians got uh, broadband a little earlier. Oh, you didn't have America there. Online in Canada? I'm sorry, <laughs> my bad. Canada Online, eh? <laughs> um, no, actually, we did have America Online. Those discs were everywhere. But uh, yeah, the uh, I mean, so many have come and gone, but a few persisted. Uh, myself uh, ran Proton Charging. You ran Ghostbusters HQ. Uh, others include what turned into ultimately uh, GB fans. Yeah, GB props at the time, which was AJ Quick and yeah, GB props ben which, and all those guys. Yeah, <laughs> which it kind of persists to this day. It's still very uh, GB prop centric. Um, Spook Central. Yep, Mr. Paul Rudolph. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Mr. Stay Puff's World of Sounds, which I was does to say, not I, persist to this day. <laughs> no, uh, and then kind of the um, uh, 
uh, for, you know, last one's there was Rotten Egg. First one there was um, uh, Bill Emko's uh, site. Yeah, the the Ghostbusters homepage. Back the homepage. In yeah, this five. Sorry, in my brain, I can picture the pages, and my brain's going, "Wow, those were some really simplistic <laughs> HTML sites we put together there." They but, had uh, to be. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. Uh, oh, and um, uh, Chad, Chad had. Uh, oh yeah, uh, was it Ghostbusters.net even back then? Or uh, didn't it start as like GB Central or something like that? Yeah, Chad's site, yeah. and then it become he some some way somehow somebody at Sony let the uh, Ghostbusters domain lapse, <laughs> and Chad was like, "Yoink." <laughs> <laughs> Mine now. Uh, and in the midst of that, you know, there was a, a couple of, uh, you know, early message boards and it kind of grew and grew and grew. Uh, <clears throat> I, somewhere along the line, decided I wanted to see how long, I've talked about this before, see how long I could keep uh, an online thing going. Uh, just because even then, like, Oh boy, uh, like there were sites like Mr. Showbiz. Mr. Showbiz, it was kind of like if, you know, we've been reading BuzzFeed for six or seven years or whatever, and then one day it just folds and goes away, right? Like I was a little perturbed at this thing that was supposed to be all the information of the world as long as somebody pays for the server. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was kind of annoyed yeah. by that. So, um, I had started the site because I was a fan. Uh, I'm old enough that I saw it uh, in theaters a couple times and um, sl- old enough to see it in theaters, but unfortunately a little too old to then kind of uh, ride the RGB toys wave, but still like the cartoon very much. Uh, bit of a, didn't really go away, but it, it kind of was suppressed a bit in high school because, you know, getting a driver's license and girls yeah, it's all about cars uh, and your job and girls and yeah uh, not particularly in that order uh, <laughs> and then yeah i got to university and it was like this internet thing seems big i should probably learn how to do it and like most of the things in my life i need some sort of uh, personal investment in it to maintain any sort of interest to learn something so yeah i just sort of went i like this thing there's not a lot of it online yeah. And, uh, yeah, used Ghostbusters as an excuse to get proton charging up and going. Uh, and then, yeah, dawdled along for. That would have been like 96, 95, I want to say, somewhere uh, thereabouts, well, right? Well, it started on the University of Calgary uh, servers because every, all the students got their own web accounts. And that not only included email, but a little bit of web space. And that's where it started, but no record of it persists. But depending on how you want to count it, uh, by <laughs> depending on whether you can go back on uh, archives.org or not. And if you can uh, 90, find the right URL, yeah. Yeah, 90, 94. So 24 years. Jeez. But it should, be, it should be fair to point out that I got to 20 some odd and, of course, had a little guy uh, come along and uh, sort of reprioritize because by that point, uh, others had come along, like a lot, a lot of websites and social media had come along and uh, groups were not just visiting the message boards, but they were setting up their own spaces and interacting and talking and uh, Jason put together Ghostbusters News. That's how long I've been doing this, by the way, because uh, 
When I started, we didn't know if we were going to be cease and desisted. <laughs> so I said to myself, you know, it'll be clever. This obscure reference from the movie that doesn't yeah. name the title at I, all. I think that goes, I mean, uh, because back in that time, uh, uh, CBS Viacom Paramount was uh, being pretty heavy handed with the Star Trek fans. Uh, if your yes. website was called Star Trek anything, you were shut down. If you yeah. had Star Trek... Uh, logos or characters you were shut down i mean it, and it makes sense they were being protective and nobody really understood this yeah. wild wild west of the internet it was very wild point. west because because yeah. to go by your star trek uh, analogy uh even the sites that were doing their own uh uh like review and i mean stuff that we find very familiar right they're recapping up uh, an episode discussing it tearing it apart uh, they would put a, a, a single picture up to reference the episode and we're quite squarely in the world of educational purposes, yeah, right? Fair we use. Yeah. Fair use. But no, Paramount was like, well, let's just test these waters yeah. and then, uh, beat the heck out of them. And <laughs> very quickly, George Lucas said, I don't care. Just don't have them bonking. And then, uh, Star Wars, uh. <laughs> Star Wars uh, came back like a lion, and Star Trek went, wait a minute, we may have done this wrong. Wait, were those George Lucas's exact words? I don't care, just don't have him bonking. I don't, I, that's a paraphrase. <laughs> uh, at the time, because I remember it was a big thing, they made a point of saying, uh, they basically had two rules, don't be selling it, right. and uh, nothing... Uh, uh, anti-family, I guess is, yeah. I don't even know how you put it, right? It's like, funny because that's the, the whole internet is based on that now, mainly it's all <laughs> nothing but bonking, um, bonking yeah. and, and selling too. There's yeah. like, uh, all these t-shirt sites with filled yeah. with, uh, but anyways, that's, uh, yeah, Jason came along, Jason, uh, it was perfect because Jason, when he started his site was exactly where I had been you know, 10 or so years before, which was, uh, you know, had the time and energy and all that to, to really put a lot of work into it. And, yeah, and he it did is. like he videos and all that sort of and thing. And you still he does see him do it to this day. I don't know how he, I mean, he writes the articles uh, and he does his YouTube shows yeah. and, uh, it's a lot very, of work. He's the only yeah, one doing was, it too. I was very proud, uh, uh, that proton charging was specifically news. There weren't, other news sites and that, yeah, I'd write articles and the articles would come with, well, here's the facts. And maybe at the end I, you know, fill in a little bit of ed op or whatever sort of thing. And, um, <clears throat> that's what Jason does now. I, uh, I was going to say, I don't know how he has the time that that's not true. I, I just said how I know he has the times, which is he's, he's not where I am, which is yeah. uh, old and chasing a five year old. Not a little guy around. running around. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, which is great. So I kind of semi-retired. Uh, I, I still had the stuff on social media, but I was like, I don't have the time or the energy to, to write these articles. So I'm just going to step back. And then uh, less than a year later, uh, Sony went, new movie time. And um, <laughs> just when <laughs> and you would, think you're out. You out, they pull you back in. Um, just when you think it's safe to go back in the water. Yes. Keeping in the Jaws theme. Yes. Sharks. Shark reference. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. I mean, I you asked why we uh, get to do this sort of thing. I don't know that I have any claim over – there's a lot of, of really big fans out there. Uh, Alex Newborn. Um uh, 
Mr. Rudolph, uh, Derek Osborne, a lot of really Derek knowledgeable Osborne, people. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people that are very knowledgeable. Uh, I even accepted a long time ago. There are areas that I am by no means an expert in. Uh, I am not a definitive uh, RGB expert, like or, or the cartoon expert, like say uh, James Etock is. Oh from yeah, Serial Serial Geek magazine. Uh, I have not done as much. Um, like history diving as Mr. Newborn has. Uh, if you go, what does he call his? Video 80s, 80, I can't remember. Uh, shoot, yeah. On YouTube. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I just I we'll, just search for Alex's name usually because he's got a true. lot of really great dissections on his YouTube channel. Yeah. A lot of stuff. And he has uh, found so much old video and shared it up and things like that. Uh, same for Mr. Rudolph on the print side. He's, uh, you know, catalogs so much stuff. Um, but there's places I keep my, you know, I've, I've, I, you know, when I had the energy I dug into, like I was one of the people that, uh, did a lot of where things were shot. Um, that's a, an area that's still not complete, but I'm, I'm quite pleased that I, you know, had my hand in there. Um, <clears throat> because of where I, I was and where things were at, uh, I was fortunate enough to, uh, scoop. I don't know. I was invited by the 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 first Ghostbusters DVD producers to come have a look. I got. I remember sitting oh, in a yeah. That was like a hotel room and nine ish. Yeah, would say. I believe yeah. so. What's yeah. the? I moved out ninety seven. Yeah, that'd be about ninety nine. Uh, because <clears throat> ninety nine was also about the time that I got uh, proton charging as a domain up and running, rather than yeah. what it was before, which was because, like I said, it was University of Calgary, and then it turned into I had my own personal site, so the proton charging was a subdomain to it, uh, not even a subdomain. I believe it was like a subdirectory to it. And yeah, then, I think mine yeah. was like uh, members com slash netsolo slash ghostbusters htm or something like. <laughs> was too too difficult to find for anybody click on the rotating imac yeah exactly exactly um yeah things like that um and just tried to dig it up wherever i could because there was no google news alert that was another reason why i kind of took a step back because it was like nobody really needs me to present news uh i i'm happy to have found that um from time to time I'm able to dig up a thing or two and bring it to the world that, you know, it's not at the forefront of a Google alert. It takes a little bit of work to dig up, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I I mean, that's kind of where we'll then rewind and let you talk it up because you reached out to me. Yeah. I mean, I think because you, you had been doing such a great job at cultivating I think you're oh, you're go on. You're, sell, you're selling yourself short there with all of your social media because proton charging, you know, once once the articles kind of fell by the wayside, which is understandable. It's it's a lot of work to keep up and write that article and do the copy and put the photo and all that stuff. Um, you know, you on social media had really kept the the torch alive, so to speak, on Facebook and uh, you were one of the first on uh, Twitter and and building that audience and kind of helping people. Like, I mean, yes, Google news alerts and, and all of the technology has really advanced. And that's kind of why I stepped away. Cause my know how was, I would look at stuff AJ was doing on uh, GB fans and I'd be like, Oh my God, why am I maintaining this crappy HTML page that I have that keeps getting hacked because I have no idea what I'm doing. 
Um, and, uh, so, you know, you were, you were doing a really great job of doing that. And then I thought, well, back in 2000 something, I don't even remember when it was, I wanted to do sort of like a web show before a web show existed, but pre YouTube, pre, um, uh, podcasts, pretty much pre everything, uh, when back in the Phantom Menace days where you had to download the trailer and it took all night and you would watch it in the morning, basically. Right. Um, so I, I was like, I'm going to do a a web show and I'm going to put it up and it's going to be thumbnail sized and it's going to take everybody 12 hours to download. And then when they see it, they're going to be like, yeah, I want to see that again next week and go through the whole, no, it just, it didn't work because of the technology at the time. So, um, so yeah, I think it was right before the new movie was announced, wasn't it? Or maybe it was right after. Cause I thought, Oh my goodness, there's going to be a wave here that, you know, we're going to have to help people, uh, you know, see the most recent news, uh, and be able to kind of keep up to date on things. And a podcast is a good way to do it. And I think that's when I hit you up. I, I believe that the movie had already been announced at that point. It was like July of 2015. Yes. So <clears throat> that sounds uh, right. I love that I have a vaguer recollection of 2015 than I do of 1999. I'm like, oh yeah, that was 99, <laughs> and it was a beautiful day. The wind was blowing, and um, so yeah. So I, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Troy Benjamin. I used to run Ghostbusters HQ. It was a terrible uh, AOL website back in the day, where I was kind of trying to fill a void where. You know, Bill's uh, site had the the message board, so to speak. It was one of those threaded message boards where everybody would kind of gather. And he had some props from Norm Gagnon. Gagnon? Gagnon. How many years? And I can't still say his name correctly. Um, (laughs) But uh, he he really had kind of that... uh, resource the uh reference uh sort of cornered and then uh you had had started doing news and i was like ah you know ghostbusters is funny i gotta figure out something that's got some sort of levity to it so i tried to do my own thing that was funny i don't it was it made sense in high school and it doesn't really make sense anymore i really had no sense of direction back then but uh, but I had started pulling stuff down, uh, knowing that the Universal Studios uh, attraction was going to go away. So I pulled down and archived that website for everybody and, and just kind of cultivated some s- stuff as much as I could. Um, and then uh, again, like you said, fast forward uh, later, because that was uh, I had sort of fallen out of uh, Ghostbusters, uh, you know, in like junior high, high school uh and mainly because I hadn't really seen the the unrated version of the or the rated version of the movie. I'd seen the TV version of the movie uh, and the cartoon at that point. And then you know you get a a more refined sense of humor. I'd like to think when you get into high school. And I'm like, I'm going to watch Ghostbusters. And then I remembered how much I loved it. So that's really kind of what drew me back in. But um, so yeah, so uh, it ran Ghostbusters HQ for better or for worse, uh, putting up as much as we could. We tried a few, uh, like short films and, uh, I tried to put some resources up there. Funny enough, we had an Egon's lab thing that, uh, was, if you look at it and then you look at the, uh, ecto manual that I just did, it's like, Oh, that's what that should have been like 15, 20 years ago. Um, so it's, it's kind of, it's like the prototype Ghostbusters HQ was kind of running for all those years. And then, uh, I saw like, like you, I saw Jason with Ghostbusters news and he was killing it and he had so much great content and in a great format, uh, Ghostbusters fans, you know, AJ, same thing. The message board was thriving at that point. It was kind of pre Twitter and Facebook and, 
not a lot of people were connecting outside of Ghostbusters fans, and I decided, eh, I, I mean, I, well, <laughs> I was going to say, I decided to step away, but then I also got attacked by some weird malware thing that set up a uh, Chinese money laundering scheme on my server, <laughs> which was not cool. Uh, so I, we had to erase the server and just basically start from scratch. Just nuke it from orbit. It was the only way to be safe. And uh, thusly, Ghostbusters HQ died, and I kind of stepped away. And like like you, I re- retired. I, I was just sort of out and didn't want to get into it. And then I think in a conversation with you, I said, I, I'm going to start a Twitter account. Why not? I feel, again, everybody's getting really serious. I want to try to lighten things up a little bit and not to a point where I'm trolling, but I just want to make sure that everybody remembers that this is supposed to be fun. Um, and I did that. And then that led to opening Ghostbusters HQ again. And then that led to a podcast. And then that led to three years later being here, trying to explain it all and really coming up short. But, uh, I mean, I think you really touched on it, Chris, and kind of what I wanted to get toward in this is you know chris you and i don't claim to be the end all be all know it all uh ghostbusters fans um and i I don't think such a thing exists to be completely honest i think everybody has uh, great knowledge in certain aspects and uh you you were kind enough to point out some of the people that i i immediately sparked to and i'm like oh that guy knows everything about production and that guy knows everything about real ghostbusters and uh you know if if you want to know about the props you go to the you go to sean bishop and he's gonna show you everything down to the the you know minute details because he's got measurements and and everything for it um so it's it's kind of tough to find that one resource, but I think what you and I have and what I've tried to do with the podcast, and I think you and I have, have pretty much succeeded, is uh, we have that years of experience of sifting through everything, sitting there like the the gold uh, digger at the river with our pan, uh, trying to find the little <laughs> gold nuggets, because there is a lot, there's so much noise now, and especially in the social media age, there's... There's everybody's opinions, there's op-eds, there's uh, just so much. And so what we try to do on a weekly basis is we try to cultivate things down to a hopefully palatable, uh, you know, 45 minute to an hour, sometimes much longer uh, format <laughs> so that you can, if, if you don't have the time to keep up with all of the social media stuff, because it is such rapid fire and we, we are in such a... Uh, um, like the, the news cycle can be measured in nanoseconds at this point now. Like we are talking yeah. about stuff on my rundown and I know that there's new news that's already happened and it's just the, the nature of the beast. But um, I, I, I mean, that's, that's the goal with the podcast is to give you guys news, give you guys interviews, um, you know, bring, bring some voices uh, to the forefront of all of that noise and, and try to be, just like a central place where you can get to know things like, uh, and, and in our rundown today, we're going to be talking about a Ghostbusters news exclusive. We'll try to point you toward all of the places where all of these great things are happening. And especially, especially now leading up to the anniversary that's happening next year with fan fest and, and a whole bunch of, uh, cool announcements and events. And I'm sure, uh, movies and TV and when, you know, they're, they're really going to, pull out all the stops on ghostbusters next year. So, uh, we're, we're going to sit here and try to be the vanguard for you, at least on the podcasting front to tell you uh, all of that news as it comes up and, and try to keep things, uh, positive. You know, I mean, it's not, um, uh, the one thing I'm finding trying to find a star Wars podcast is there's a lot of cynicism. And I think that's just inherent to the internet now is everybody's, Everybody's a critic. Everybody's a pessimist. Uh, cynicism is the lowest hanging fruit for uh, 
for uh, humor and and um, yeah. you know we we try to keep things uh, light and we try to keep things fun and and hopefully energetic uh, so that you don't fall asleep listening to this podcast because a lot of you listen to it while you're driving and that's really irresponsible if you're doing that if you fall asleep while you're driving and we're putting you to sleep don't listen to us I'm sorry just turn us off we we tried we did our best but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think, and, and Chris, like I say, you and I have been doing this. We're almost at our 200th episode, which is also crazy to think about. Is um, it? Yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're getting what really we close. Oh, this boy. is one, f- <clears throat> I don't know. I don't have it in front of me, but we're, we're in the, we're in the high one hundreds at this point. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I had a good laugh when you wrote it up in the, uh, the rundown that, uh, our first, you found our first episode unlistenable. It is. It's totally inaudible. It's garbage. And I was like, I was like, oh, he's just being mean. And I went back and I was like, oh yeah, because I remember messaging you after that one, going, can we maybe put us more to the middle rather than oh, like, it's you, you bad. And, you and I were pulling a, a Bob and Doug there for a while. You know, I'm in the one ear and I'm in the other. It's like, well, it's like, and it was oh. just. I mean, again, it was me figuring this out. Uh, I mean, I do. I do have a post production background. I mean, I, I I work in the film industry, so I I have some production and post production knowledge, and I try to put as much production value into the show every week. But yeah, yeah. back in those early days. Uh, doing the mix and finding the right levels for reference uh, was a little tough. I, at one point, uh, put you in the right speaker and me in the left speaker thinking, oh, it's going to be more conversational that way. And no, it just sounds no. really disorienting. And so <laughs> You sound like you're sitting on a, a loud bus while two people have a conversation on either side of you. It's bad. It's bad. And the, the gain was cranked. And so, I, yeah. I mean, I may just delete that episode off the server so that nobody has to be forced to listen to that. But, <laughs> but uh, we, we write up a transcript and then we'll just perform it at some point. Yeah, exactly. Troy says, I think you said my internet connection is terrible. Um, we'll, hi- actually, we'll hire actors to perform it. <laughs> we'll have, That'll yes. be great. The Ministers of Grace performers shall now perform episode 101 of the Interdimensional Crossroad. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so uh, Too Long Didn't Read. Uh, yes, we're longtime fans. We ran websites. Uh, we've cultivated social media. Um, and uh, back when the new movie came out, uh, we were privileged enough to uh, help with some coverage and do some live streams and be on the red carpet and, and get to do those interviews. And it was just, it was a whole lot of fun. And I don't know why they chose us to do it. I, I really still don't, but, um, but we're going to continue on. We're going to keep trying to do that same, you know, uh, content on a weekly basis for you. We have some interviews that are already scheduled and in the books and ready to go. And I'm really excited about those. And, uh, and I can only imagine that as we get closer to next year, we'll have a lot more content for you. So, uh, but in the meantime, what we're going to try to do, we'll keep the news running. We're going to keep uh, all of the roundtable discussions. We're going to talk about the comics because the IDW stuff and they're knocking out of the park. We've always prided ourselves, even if we are a little behind sometimes on the IDW coverage. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's what we're going to hear. We're we're here to do that for you on the cross rip, and uh, we'll we'll sure try our darndest to do so. Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, Chris. So, uh, kind of a light news week, uh, which is not a bad thing, so that we can get into talking about uh, crossing over number five here pretty quickly. But, mm-hmm. um, 
I don't, I mean, I'm, I had put on the rundown starting with the top 50 highest rated according to Rotten Tomatoes movies on Netflix with Ghostbusters coming in at number 43. But then I started thinking like, what? I don't even understand this list. It is the top 50 movies that are the highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes that are on Netflix. Is that, is that what they're saying? That it's it's the top fifty like in terms of their fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes, they're listing them out. See, I didn't even catch that part. I thought it was the internal thumbs up, thumbs down. That's what I thought too. That. And then I realized they've stopped doing the thumbs up, thumbs down, and and the reviews and stuff on Netflix. And then so I read deeper, and it's I think it's just based upon Rotten Tomatoes. So they're basically pointing people toward. Uh, hey, these are good movies on Netflix. Yeah, Check them out. That doesn't make much sense, though, because, I, I mean, God bless Ghostbusters, but there's a lot of movies on Netflix, and there's at least a couple fairly recent, fairly hot ones that I think might make it, give like, it a run for its money. Like, yeah. I don't even know off the top of my head what currently its Rotten Tomato score is. So anyway, I think it maybe somebody was trying to make their quota and, and did a list of 50 movies on Netflix and then just yeah, arbitrarily put it's stuff a, in. It's a, no, actually, the thing is, is it feels like they did some work, whatever their weird uh, measurement is, because... Uh, that list is mostly like documentaries and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, there are <laughs> some the really middle, like deep cuts in that list. Uh, indie uh, and non-mainstream films, uh, documentaries, and then right in the middle of it, Ghostbusters. So I don't know. They're I, measuring. So somebody did some footwork. It may have been insanity. It may have been. <laughs> it may have been the the footwork of a crazy person. But uh, they, it's they tried. Possible. I mean, it, it, and it's one of those uh, slideshow uh, clickbait websites where you have to click through all fifty of them and get ads for oh, all fifty two. So those. Um, so anyway, so it's. It was a news item, and then I was like, this is kind of a non-news item. But we're going to mention it on the air anyway because, again, we care. We want you guys to we'll know. Me- we'll mention it and not the site. And there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we don't need to direct you toward it. But who we do need to direct you toward is Ghostbusters News. As we were talking about at the top of the show, Jason has a, a really cool exclusive Q&A with the IGT team. Uh, yes. If you have been following our, our lovely uh, podcast and the news that came out of Ghostbusters Day, they have their Ghostbusters 4D slot machines. That's um, right. And you and I have tried at great lengths to try to explain what the 4D is and try to, on the air, explain to ourselves, I think, really what it is. Um, but what's wonderful is this video finally does and very succinctly and in great copywriting uh tells tells us everything about the game which i think is nice did you have you watched that video yet i have not had a chance yet no it's i mean uh it's very um uh I, i'm not i'm not sure of the right word it's it's very corporate you know if you were sitting down at a new job at mcdonald's it's the video that they would put you in the break room and have you watch where it's like hi so let's talk about <laughs> human resources um, but it's, uh, it's, what uh, is a casino. Exactly. It's like, so he's in a casino and he's like leaning against the machine and he's like, uh, well, I'll play, I'll play the clip. So what we'll do, it's exclusive to Jason's site. So I'll play just a little segment here of the opening. Um, and then the first segment is where he really talks about what the 4d is. And that's the thing that you and I have kind of struggled to put into words, but, um, it's, it's funny. You should really go take a look at it and they have great video of the game and it really got me excited. I, uh, I, I feel like I'm overdue for a Vegas trip anyway, so maybe this is a good excuse to go do it. But uh, so here, here's uh, this is Dallas Orchard 
talking about the Ghostbusters 4D slot machine from IGT. Hello, my name is Dallas Orchard, Chief Product Officer here at International Game Technology, and I'm here today to talk to you about our latest and greatest offering, Ghostbusters True 4D. So the difference between an uh, IGT True 3D game and an IGT True 4D game uh, is quite simple really. It takes our glasses-free 3D technology, the only one in the market, uh, and just enhances the experience through additional pieces of technology, uh, most notably the mid-air haptics uh, and the gesture recognition, uh, which just provides a multi-sensory gaming experience for the player. Haptics gives the player the sensation of touch uh, by positioning their hand close to the monitor and the haptics boards uh, coming up and down. And we went to that basically by exhibiting uh, player behavior over the last few years and, and watching and studying player behavior where they were constantly trying to reach out and touch elements of the 3D. Uh, and that's what mid-air haptics, mid haptics brings to the player. And of course, gesture recognition actually allows the player to manipulate symbols, the environment, choose features uh, and other exciting things, find Easter eggs inside of the game which, without actually touching the screen. It literally just senses the player's finger or hand close to the screen and allows usability. And those are really the, uh, the big differences between our 3D product line and our 4D product line. So yeah, that's a uh, very, very, um, he, he knows the sales pitch very well, Mr. <laughs> Dallas Orchard there. Uh, it's, it's, um, haptics, haptics is fun to say. It's not the future cyber future William Gibson, uh, thought we'd be at, but mm, no. it's kind of the same I mean, technologies. It makes sense that that futuristic <coughs> technology is being used for gambling though. I think William Gibson would approve of that probably, but yeah, well, I mean, Ghostbusters, uh, just as an example, has got quite a bit of haptic, uh, you know, haptic 40 future going on. Um, to a degree, uh, Ghostbusters, uh, the Ghostbusters experience there at Void, uh, the Void, uh, with your your yeah. pack and your goggles and all that, and and all, you know that's that kind of falls into that 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 brave new world. Yeah, um, I mean, and again, it's uh, I think it's going to blow some people's minds after they've had a few. Uh, few gin martinis. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> was it, uh, 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 too many martinis? Is that what you're going for? That's yeah. the one I was going for. Uh, I like that you and I went to the <laughs> same place there. I think somebody's had if too many two martinis or <laughs> God, martinis. I wish I could. Yeah. yeah. It's a tough one. Oh, bedazzled. Um, it's funny. And I just watched bedazzled, but yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it was, it was very cool stuff. Uh, IGT actually, reached out to me as well. They're sending me some swag. I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know exactly what's in there, but uh, uh, I actually am hoping there's some real good stuff, uh, not to derail us too much, but throw it into that... the one of a kind cross rip box that uh, yeah, we're still our working on. Unit. We're <coughs> we're still gathering stuff. In fact, some of you have reached out to us with uh, with patches and stuff. Uh, so we're getting a really good, uh, really good. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a really good um, something, s- some sort of like. <laughs> it will be a box, and it will have swag. Exactly yeah. what the box is and what swag is in it. We we're not there. And but, and going um, to what charity we're also trying to figure out. I think for the win is what we finally decided on. And oh, yes. did you see that the the shirt that for the win uh put up today? It just happened again, speaking of the news cycle being so soon. No. This literally happened tonight just before we recorded. Uh for the win has a t-shirt 
that's a, a play on do some good in the world, uh, which is do some more for the world. And it's, uh, it's stay puffed, you know, as a s'more, uh, which is a very funny nice. show. But, um, uh, yeah. yeah, actually the, the funny part, this is all about, uh, Jason at, uh, GB news, uh, as of just prior to our recording, he also posted a video showing off the new spirit Halloween ghost trap. So <sighs> So basically what we're we saying is just go to Jason's site. <laughs> just go to Jason's Don't site. Don't listen to us. Um, I, I had a, my natural question for the IGT guys was where could we see it when? And uh, it's starting to roll out in the States now. My understanding was uh, the 4th of July weekend. There were uh, a couple places it was popping up. Oh, Don't quote yeah. me on that part. But I know it is about to start rolling out wide in the States. Yeah, uh, so, so specifically where I could go see it. Um, and he said, you'll have to, in Canada, you'll have to wait till, uh, till next year. He said, it's a 2019 uh, thing for Canada. However, I said, ha ha, uh, all the, all the, 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 uh, the Indian nation, uh, casinos, uh, are like two hours drive away in Washington state. So there. Oh, Nick. perfect. I'll go see it in the States. Thank you I'll very go see much. It in the States. Thank you very much. Uh, <clears throat> so yes, that's, um, it's very cool. I, I, the last slot machine was exciting in that Ernie Hudson, also by uh, International uh, Gaming Technologies. Is that right? Yes, IGT? this was, this was their yeah IGTs. Uh, this was their 3D version. This was not the 4D the, version. So that's the 4D old version, news. but they had yeah. A, yeah they had a they they've done a couple machines now, and uh, Mr. Ernie Hudson contributed voices, I believe, or was that the pinball machine? Boy. I'm he, having trouble he now. Did, yeah, he did the voice for the pinball machine, but he was also on that IGT machine. They're sampled on yeah. the IGT machines. I think uh, Dan Aykroyd does this it. one. Uh, yeah. Although I think maybe they, they combined them, so I think maybe you get the it, the new dialogue from both of them. But uh, well, That's very cool. Yeah. But it was, it was a straight-up slot machine. It was very cool in that, you know, it had... Uh, you know, Slimer and the the, the yeah, slot clips from uh, the movie and things like that. What do you call them? Yeah. The slot faces? What do you call those? Uh, used to be cherries and all that. I guess yeah. there's a, probably a term for what those are. But, Icons? Uh, I don't know what to call those. Yeah. They're all taken from the, the movie. It was all very cool, but I'm not a slot machine guy. But this whole thing about, you know, uh, you know, blowing air in your face to make it feel you know, very specifically make it feel like you're interacting with something physical. Uh, it's very, it's very low tech. The Star Trek, uh, used force fields, uh, to make you think you were the force fields of the replicators to make you think you were interacting with a real thing. Uh, we've got, uh, puffs of wind, but that's still, yeah, well, still pretty know, cool. Better than nothing. Sense, sensorama. Well, um, as you put it, you and I were kind of struggling to explain it and it's kind of, uh, that's why I want to go see it. I am very curious. Yeah, maybe it'll be easier to explain once we've experienced it. Totally. Well, no, I'm not interested. Nobody else. Who cares? (laughs) Go see it yourself. I want to know. Yeah, for our own sake. Uh, Speaking of things that I want to know, I want to play Ghostbusters World. Like I, there's uh, yeah. so many people have now gotten their hands on Ghostbusters World to the point where Android Central uh, had a great rundown with screenshots and a breakdown of the game and uh, basically talking about like ah forget Pokemon Go. That's that's old yeah. hat, man. We don't need Pokemon Go anymore. That is a, a we've it's been very fuzzy when it was supposed to come out because they haven't talked about it. But having seen what they were showing off at San Diego Comic Con. It's not crazy to think that there might even be at least a soft rollout this yeah, fall. Yeah, something soon. Yeah. 
Uh, although to that end, that usually means that uh, we'll lock out where you guys don't. Canada quite often is one of the, the nations where they'll do a, a soft rollout. Uh, uh, do some to, server tests and some stress yes. tests. Yeah. Let, uh, let, let the nation of 30 million uh, to play test and get all the bugs out <laughs> before you ask the nation of 300 plus million to, uh, to come give it a try. And all the ones that have the louder complaining voices. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, the more I look at it, the more excited I get to, cause, um, uh, again, they very early on, they put it forward as something we should get excited about, which was that it used like the Google, uh, the Google world API stuff. And it was kind of like, Okay, like I don't lots know of stuff how has, that integrates. Yeah, lots of stuff, has, and then you know they had their AR, uh, the whole AR API sort of thing. It's like that's, I mean, things. That, hell, even the last Ghostbusters AR game used something similar to Google Maps. If it wasn't, it wasn't exactly Google Maps. Uh, you know, we've seen it at work at Pokemon Go. What's so special? But they did say this is the new thing that Google has, Google World, and we're going to use it and it'll be awesome. And then to find out what it means is their mapping, their road stuff is way more um, precise compared to say what you might see on uh, Pokemon Go. Uh, and then even more amazingly, it feeds in all of that Google world, Google earth, 3d, like, again, I, I do not know the history of how they put this technology together, but I know in step-by-step, uh, rollout, uh, Google, you know, first went out and started, you know, here's Google maps. We have a map. All right. Well, here I have a Google street view, which is where, well, actually, no, sorry. Uh, nerd time. Do we have a song for that? Uh, Google Maps. <laughs> we Here's could. Map. Yeah. Maps are easy. Maps are easy to put together and put out there. Great. Uh, we bought satellite images and we've we've put one over the other. Great. So we now can now look at it satellite-wise. Everybody can go have, look at a satellite, you know, photo of their house. Excellent. And then they started adding the Google, the Google Earth stuff, which was uh, here's roughly the train, you know, a little bit of elevation, all this sort of stuff. Uh, and then again, I don't know how they did it. I'm assuming maybe some of the, some of the satellite imagery they were buying is they were letting, letting the computers interpolate between a few, you know, d- different, different frames as the satellite passed over and took a picture to extrapolate, you know, uh, height, which allowed them to kind of put crude, crude buildings in and all that and they've been cleaning that up and now we're starting to see shots in 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 Go, uh, Ghostbusters world where not only are you running around on the streets sometimes the ghosts are on the other side of a building like there's yeah. no more it, oh it's just over there I'll press the button but, which no, leads me you, to believe that if you're firing a proton stream you're gonna see damage in the walls and yeah. the windows and stuff too which is kind of cool um, or, or even it's just in the way like there's <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's no more there, there's no more dealing with a ghost, you know, two blocks down. You actually have to go the two blocks because it's in the alley behind the library uh, or whatever. There's so. walking involved. Uh, uh, yeah. Pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, keep keep an eye out because I think you're right. I, I got the impression from that Android Central uh, article that we might actually be seeing the game sooner than we actually thought we would. I, I was anticipating yeah. it like next year, but uh, right, it might be coming safe sooner bet. than later. But they themselves use the term right around the corner. And it's like, that's still very broad, but it suggests yeah. what sooner corner? than we think. In, in the, the Google Earth corner? What, what corner? 
so yeah, so stay tuned on that front. Um, okay. All right. One, one more quick news item here and then we'll get into a uh, crossing over chat. Uh, Ghostbusters wizard world. That tour is continuing. We've talked uh, quite at length about how wizard world has teamed up with Ghostbusters and Sony to make sure that there's a presence at every wizard world convention from now until the end of time, not really the end of time, probably next year. But, uh, so they are in Winston, 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 I just combined them. Winston Salem. <laughs> um, that's what Winston you get for being a hyphen. Tastes good like a pop pop cigarette should. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsors. No, no, they're not our sponsors. Paging, uh, Mister Philip. What? What are we doing? No. Uh, are we doing? We're doing old time ads, right? We're doing old time. I thought you were going into no, Rinso White, Rinso Bright. That's Briley's. We need Briley here to do his, uh, you know, uh, get clean <laughs> with Brillo. Uh, so uh, anyway, so yeah, so the Winston Salem Wizard World Comic Con is happening. Actually, as you have as, already listened to this, it was yes. this past weekend. So uh, not a news item there. It already happened. It's in the past. However. As part of the announcement that actually just happened this week for Wizard World Winston-Salem, there were a few hints in there about FanFest, which I think we can kind of just uh, touch on really quickly before we talk crossing over. So uh, they have a little blurb at the end of their press release that says, Next June, Ghostbusters FanFest presented by Wizard World will be the ultimate celebration of the film, which starred Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis, and Ernie Hudson, and was directed by Ivan Reitman and written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. For the 35th anniversary, fans will participate in exclusive panels, meet the Ghostbusters creators, talent, and crew, and experience Ghostbusters augmented reality and virtual reality games. Uh, was uh, everything in there is pretty much known, right? We knew that obviously panels and, uh, augmented reality, that's Ghostbusters world, virtual reality games. Do you think maybe the void will be setting up a, a little, little shop there, do a little pop-up or something that we can actually do uh, the Ghostbusters dimension at FanFest, Or is that, that would in be reference gr- to the PlayStation? Yeah, VR? I think the safe bet is that it's in reference to the PlayStation. If for no other reason than the Wizard World ones that are going on uh, throughout the year, uh, for example, it was mentioned uh, that it would uh, Winston Salem would have it. Uh, they were letting people play the the available chapters of the PlayStation. Of the now hiring, VR. yeah, yeah. Uh, which is still cool because, hey, it's not like I own a PlayStation 4, so I'll happily give it a try. Um, yeah, it's kind of – I mean, it's it's nice to uh, – I, I, I'm just glad to continue to see, even if it's just uh, an addendum at the end of a press release, I'm glad to see that they're continuing to uh, promote FanFest. I bet it's going to be a, a pretty big event. And Yep. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I just worth mentioning here on the show, just in case there's a little thing that we can glean from, uh, all of this information that's coming out, but, um, I, very fun. And, uh, you know, again, like, like you were saying, Chris, in the press release, the Smoky Mountain Ghostbusters, uh, were on hand this past weekend. Uh, so hopefully we'll see a lot of stuff online from them, uh, because they've got a great booth and they're doing a lot of stuff for kids with a an activity, story time, dance party, arts and crafts, that kind of thing. So uh, I, I think the cool part about involving the franchises and the fan groups in these Wizard World events is they're really engaging with kids and, and really inspiring the next generation of, of fans uh, to get involved and do activities and uh, kind of spark spark their imaginations, which is super cool. So uh, good on the Smoky Mountain, guys. We hope you had a fun time. Uh, sorry that we didn't get to this 
in advance. Uh, you can blame Wizard World. We didn't get the press release until like now. <laughs> yeah, <well. laughs> Let's talk about uh, the latest offering from IDW Comics, Ghostbusters Crossing Over, number five uh, on yes. shelves now, on digital shelves now. Um, I feel like we would be remiss, Chris, if we did not start out our IDW chat this week by throwing out a little shout out to Mr. Dapper Dan showing himself. It's a happy birthday, Dan. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. Uh, you, if you're listening to this, you knocked it out of the park as you always do with number five, uh, Easter eggs galore. I know that Jeffrey Shrek was quick to point out that the <laughs> the little pedal car that he yeah. made for his kids uh, appears in this issue, and that's that's the, just the level of detail that Dan always pours into these issues. Um, yeah, yeah, but no leaving in the background. We want to see it work. I don't know who you're going to cram into it, but you cram them into <laughs> Get Slimer in there. A Slimer needs to drive that thing around. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm or just the 8-bit saying. Ghostbusters. Maybe they could uh, pilot oh, it or something. But, come uh, on. So, uh, so, all right, so uh, another uh, sort of, I guess, formality here. We, we've wished Mr. Dan Schoening a happy birthday. We did get feedback from Michael Tanaka, as we always do, about the IDW chat that we uh, engage in. And we talked about crossing over number four. Boy, it's been about four weeks now at this point, which mm. is crazy to think about. But um, he uh, is always kind of quick to put us in our places. And, uh, yeah, we, we don't yeah, really He's really mean much. about it, too. He's really mean. He's like, you guys know studying. And he's right. We don't Subject really line, dear idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but so he, he set us straight on a few of our things, uh, that we talked about. It's issue four. It's been so long that we've talked about it here on the podcast. I won't get into all of the nitty gritty, uh, that, that Michael set us straight on, but, uh, Rachel Unglider, who I think is very timely because, uh, Tom Waltz put out another one of those virtual trading cards, uh, involving her just this mm-hmm. past week. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he does mention that Peter had a dream about her and uh, that there was an interesting theory at one point that um, Tristan Jones had pinned the events of displaced aggression into the current IDW stuff, so it may not be an AU. So uh, he's he's saying that maybe displaced aggression is in the Prime universe, not in another one of the alternate universes. Um, and uh, and he does mention in one of the Peacock pages, which have been in the back of all of the books as supplements, that there was a conclusion to displaced aggression. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he does, he calls out that a lot of the stuff that happened pre Dan Schoening, uh, Eric Burnham on their run, uh, it, it has been incorporated into the IDW lore. So that's, that's one thing where you and I were like, do, do they operate separately? Is IDW one big happy family? I don't know. Maybe these operate in separate alternate universes, but... Uh, well, it, 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 I mean, in retrospect, it makes a certain amount of sense because even though the creative team changed, the editorial team did not. Yeah. Uh, so... And the continuity still does fairly make sense. I mean, um, you know, and especially now that they're incorporating all of these characters in, obviously the continuity can somehow be shoehorned or retconned in some way, somehow, so... Um, uh, 
I'm going to make a small left turn here yeah. to speak directly to Tom Waltz and uh, Eric Burnham and Deborah Dan Schoening. Uh, next annual that comes out, uh, all these little side stories, I think Dapper Dan, I know he's a busy guy. Give him lots of run-up time. Oh, God, it's getting very close to annual time anyways. He might not be able to do it. But at some point in the future, I think the annual should be comprised of little short stories uh, from their time in their the different time-traveling things. Yeah. I think that's what it should be. I yeah. think uh, scenes, scenes from the crossing over cutting room floor would be fun too. Cause I, I yeah. feel like issue five, which we're, we're, we're here to talk about, uh, has very little with Mike, the Gollum and the, uh, eight bit sprites, which I was looking forward yeah. to seeing more of them. But, um, this, this issue is very mainly centered on, uh, Peck kind of sticking his nose in the business of the ghostbusters and trying to get to the bottom of what's happening and and rightly yeah. so, you know, they have um, maybe put not just our universe, but many universes in danger at this point uh, with their their reckless behavior. And uh, there is a very fun moment in the issue. I think it goes without saying, uh, spoilers are abound. I'm very sorry, everybody. So if you haven't read the issue, uh, hit that skip button. Skip, skip, we'll, skip, we'll skip, 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 skip. But um, there's a really great moment in the issue where uh, Peck talks about how fragile their equipment is and how precarious it actually is to the point where... You know, uh, I've mentioned it, but then some dummy uh, went in and turned off the the containment unit so they won't take me seriously. Yeah, uh, because it is precarious. If you turn the power off to it, it's going to explode. They warned mm-hmm. you. They told you about that, Peck. Um, but uh, but it's, it's very fun because you can tell, and I think Jenny at one point, you know, makes the realization that Peck is trying to protect the Ghostbusters. Maybe he's got a soft spot for them now. Maybe. Maybe. I'd like to think he does. Maybe after yeah, all nice. these years, his cold, cold heart is finally <laughs> warming to the Ghostbusters. Um, but uh, so, yeah. So, uh, Michael, thanks as always for all of your, your thoughts. Uh, we won't. I, I will bring up your uh, theory about death because death does factor into issue number four here. So I think we'll get into that. But uh, but first, Chris, your your impressions on issue four, uh, because I, I feel like now we're in the thick of things. This is now... Uh, you know, Peck is po- poking his nose in things. We're seeing Tia Matt and some of her uh, machinations and what she's got in store for the Ghostbusters. Uh, we're now seeing some stakes in all of the different universes for, you know, uh, real real Ghostbusters. Peter has been possessed by the Headless Horseman with the very curiously placed pumpkin. Um, yeah. Like, we're seeing all of the things starting to come to a, a, a climax here. We're, we're seeing everything fall apart. I mean, the first real threat was in the previous issue when Egon's, uh, you know, uh, mortal uh, soul is, uh, is, is up for grabs. Uh, <laughs> Eduardo has to take care of that. We'll see how that goes. Which, uh, I mean, by the way, an amazing homage uh, happens in this issue. If, if there was any question if this was a uh, Bill and Ted's bogus journey uh, reference, it is very clearly not after you see the panels in, in issue number four. Because I yes. think, I mean, I, I need to do a one-to-one comparison, but I think that the, the Seventh Seal uh, shots are like one-to-one. I'll have to... Uh, Maybe if, if you want to talk for a little bit, I'm going to look them up here and just oh, sort sure. of see. Oh, sure, yeah. The other thing I was uh, interested in was uh, the chess set they used. Oh, yeah. I'm a very lazy man, but part of me thinks it it looks very reminiscent of, I feel like I've seen the chess set somewhere before, but I, I 
I, and I don't think my recollection of the seventh seal is strong enough. So part of me wonders if maybe it's not like the, the, uh, scaled down version of the, the wizard's chess or something. Uh, oh, maybe. Well, or I mean, the, the big chess set that the, I don't know, whichever Harry Potter movie had the, the giant chess the, set. Yeah. But, the uh, giant human sized, uh, but although, yeah, so again, it starts, it's, ah, it's still tingling in the back of my head that it might be something else too. Like it feels like there's an eighties movie. Like, I don't know, maybe actually, Clash of the Titans or something, but there's well, maybe, something about the look of them that. Let's see. I'm looking, know. I'm looking at screenshots from seventh seal right now and, and the chest. It could be set. A simple. Yeah. And, and then I'm, I'm going to, uh, I mean, the, have a quick the shot, there's a great two shot of, of what is essentially death and Eduardo with the sea behind them and the very dark shadowy clouds. And I think that, yeah, that's like one-to-one. One-to-one. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, Antonius with death playing a friendly game of chess in the Bergman classic. Yeah. There's a, there's a, uh, that was a nice, uh, little chuckle in that one, uh, that, uh, chess is, or not chess, uh, death is pressuring him to move to which he points out, you didn't conjure up any, uh, clocks. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chess jokes. Hey, um, oh, oh, so, okay. So, uh, here's a great, uh, add on to our discussion of, of Ghostbusters crossing over number four, mm-hmm. where you and I were particularly tickled by the brewery that they're at. Yeah, confirmed. Easter egg confirmed. confirmed. Uh, so the uh, the fire demons that emerge from one of the brew tanks look uh, look really familiar to me. <laughs> uh, speaking of our Bob and Doug act that we were doing in our uh, first couple episodes, th- that's that's Bob and Doug. I mean, the great news about when you've got the digital version is you can just pinch and zoom and pinch and zoom, and sure yep. enough, that's Bob and Doug McKenzie. I, uh, I, I kind of saw it coming too. Cause when the, uh, the, the brew, uh, uh what do they call it? The giant tank or whatever, when it, when it busted open and they're like, ew, it's warm and all this sort of stuff, I was like, and somebody went PU and I'm like, yeah, that's a, <laughs> I know what that's referencing. <laughs> Tilted the hand a little bit, but, uh. Now, of course, they're not mentioning them by name, obviously, Obviously. uh, for, for reasons that I'm sure if, uh, the publishers are listening to this, I'm, I'm sorry, we've now ruined it and it won't appear in the trade paperback version, but yes. So, uh, Bob and Doug is obviously from brother bear. It's it's obvious. Oh God, I didn't (laughs) even make the moose connection. That's, I don't, I I don't think there is. I think no, no. That would have been funny, but... Uh, yeah, it would have been funny. So now, I mean, you do have your your triple threat of the Max von Sydow uh, uh, references here uh, in terms right. of Ghostbusters, in terms of, Scr- of Strange Brew, in terms of Seventh Seal, uh, and it's all come to fruition. So, uh, so I, I mean, I think, again, it's kind of we're seeing everything like everything is going catastrophically wrong in all of the timelines, again, except for Mike the Gollum. And for uh, our eight-bit friends, who are, I think are back now in the regular prime yeah, universe they're because they're it. done. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of wandered off. This was issue four. The there was the mortal threat to Egon. This time, the other two groups, uh, again, uh, one of them, an amazing cliffhanger to the to the issue. Oh, yeah, I mean, Ron um, is Ron dead? Like, can we talk oh, we about done, like we should have did another warning there. 
Skip. Oh, I mean, the, the skip, spoiler, skip, skip. spoiler alert for everybody. I mean, I think at whoop, this point when we're whoop, talking about the issue, whoop. we know we're going to talk about spoilers. Uh, Peter has lost his head, although in a very sort of spectral paranormal way that it sounds yeah. like in theory you can get it back and slap it on him sort of thing. But he is not in a good spot. Uh, so that whole, gee, that's funny. The Headless Horseman uh, grabbed him by the hair and dragged him off. Uh, that has gone very badly and very dark very fast. Uh, and then, yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious, like I feel like the the jack-in-the-box is a reference to the the clown is very detailed, but the 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 box he's coming out of, is that from, uh, uh, I always get Killer Watt and the other one mixed up. But oh, there is the, a, yeah, with the Toy Factory. Um, the Toy Factory, yeah. Yeah, is it, it actually Watt? might. I think that. Yeah, Killer Watt is the one who goes through the electricity, and I think you're right. But again, uh, my as we mentioned at the top of the show, my real Ghostbusters knowledge, I do need to lean on references. But well, no, I mean we'll just well, and, but <laughs> Michael Garrett, Tanaka is writing an email to us right now, exactly. clarifying. But the there's a there's a very there's a face and the down arrow as a nose and all that on the on the box of the like if you've ever looked at classic. Uh, Jack in the boxes, they're kind of circusy. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they have, uh, they have like the, 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 the circus train, the classic circus train, uh, border or like the calliope, you know, the gr- organ grinding boxes though. So the, they have a styling to them that's very circusy and all that. Whereas this one has this weird, <laughs> uh, face to it that it kind of reminds me of the, the giant, uh, possessed, uh, Jack in the Box, but it had a weird like clown head on a spring sort of. The animators didn't want to do the the whole body, I guess. Or well, something. yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, and isn't it? It's Garrett in Extreme Ghostbusters that has the f- huge uh, fear of clowns, if I remember yeah. right, too. When they have fear itself, and they're all talking about their different fears. Uh, and and there's a reference here that I told you we should have left Hot Wheels at home. So. I'm I'm actually I'm flipping through the pages of issue four right now, trying to figure out where is Garrett. Yeah, that's uh, where is Garrett? Did I, yeah, did I miss something with Garrett? Was it in um, issue three? Well, let me pull out issue three here and take a look. But yeah, I mean that clown. I mean, there's there's some pretty mortal danger that comes from that. Uh, obviously, from that I mean clown, yeah. Holtzman uh, with the creepy kids in the haunted right. uh, yep. orphanage. She's in trouble. Um. So, so I mean, somebody has been singled out of every group now and is uh, is basically at risk. Some serious danger. And then at the same time, so all of this is happening in all of these alternate universes. Tiamat now is, uh, you know, she's watching everything through her uh, her looking glass, essentially, and seeing everything kind of coming to fruition. She's planned on the fact, knowing that the Ghostbusters are such uh chaotic beings that she knew if they spread out to all of these different universes it was only a matter of time before they started destroying things so i wonder how much of this she's kind of instigated too you know maybe she's some way somehow uh planted these uh uh beings uh in in the dimensions uh strategically so that she knows that she can start uh, tearing the groups apart and uh, it's, I mean, it's the, the cool thing here is there's a lot to unpack in terms of the storytelling and it's only, uh, you know, 22 pages again. It's one of those where you're like, Oh God, I wish, I wish this was like 50 to a hundred pages. There's so much more here that we need to know. Um, 
But uh, yeah, Holtzman. Let's see. Holtzman, Ron, Egon, Soul, uh, Peter's head. Um, mm. What are our other dangers at this point? Holtzman, Peter, uh, Egon, and Ron. Yeah. That's that's basically where we're that's at. That's the four of them. But and then the of the the I mean there are theoretically other teams, but these are the primary ones where, we, and a, a good chunk of the the leftovers we got a shot of them there, hanging back as a backup, um, in New York there uh, when uh, when Peck came by. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's it. The uh, uh, the sprites and the golem and uh, you know the. Ghostbusting robot are uh, they're they were they set that up last time. They're too efficient and they're done. <laughs> so yeah, Robobuster is awesome. Robobuster um, is pretty awesome. So here's here's where we're at. So we've got uh, eight issues are in the series, right? Um, so we're at the point where things maybe need to start resolving uh, a little bit, right? Because if we're if we're into issue five, six, seven, eight, we're gonna have to so. Tiamat's going to have to appear in six, I feel. Uh, Rachel Unglider's going to have to appear in six or seven, because I feel like she's going to play a major role here. I think she'd show up before uh, uh, Tiamat shows up. Oh, she's sort of like the warning, uh, like, hey, by the Uh way... Haha! Step away from the keyboard, uh, Mr. Tanaka. Uh, it's a real <laughs> Ghostbusters. Ghosts are us. I'm looking at a picture, and the Jack in the Box is is as we see it. Oh, it's, that's right. It is Ghosts Are Us, where they yeah okay. But there's no evil uh, wind up monkey on the top. It's this uh, right the clown, as you'd expect from a uh, Jack in the Box. Um, Sorry, I haha <laughs> vindicated. <laughs> I'm not so lazy that I let Michael. Tell me everything. <laughs> everything. Ta-da. Uh, so one of the other highlights for this issue for me, Chris, I don't know how you felt about it, was the gathering of the Slimers. I don't know. I don't know how other ways to put it would be, but uh, having every iteration of Slimer under one roof, uh, including uh, the IDW Slimer, who is a lot more grotesque and actually scares the crap out of the other four. Well, actually... Yeah. Uh, because there's the other four, and then we see uh, in an earlier shot um, Lady Slimer and oh, is that? I think that's I think that's Ghostbusters two driving the bus Slimer. Funny enough, driving a shuttle bus in the background. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a lot go- of Slimers going on. It's actually a good way to explain why Ghostbusters two Slimer looks different than Ghostbusters one Slimer. He's from another alternate universe too. There you go. Um, but I, I I loved that moment. And again, it's it's kind of a testament to Dan's artwork to see all of these characters side by side by side by side by side, um, and to see them all kiss Walter Peck at the same time, which was a good touch. Uh, but I thought I thought that was a highlight. That's kind of what this series is really built for. Is like. Here's here's a good um, evolution chart of Slimer, starting with uh, Onion Head, going to real Ghostbuster Slimer, going to, uh, uh, I mean, uh, Answer the Call Slimer is in there, Extreme Ghostbuster Slimer is in there. Uh, it's just, it's very cool just to see the subtle differences too. I mean, Dan really nailed the art so that you know exactly which ones you're looking at, uh, obviously. So. Uh, that was cool. What other what other highlights uh, did you have in this issue? 
Um, it feels like we do the the peacock, uh, the peacock uh, uh, oh, files yeah. as, as a wrap back. up. So I don't don't want to jump there quite yet. Um, How about the Japanese said, Ghostbuster? I thought you would probably call that out. That was I was about to say that was a, yeah yeah. And the punchline that uh, uh, Kevin Tanaka doesn't know what he's saying, <laughs> but Peck does, which made yeah. me laugh. Uh, um, so Peck speaks Japanese, which is cool. That's right. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's. I mean, we we covered a lot of ground. Um, yeah, I don't know if 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 we just want to move to the the peacock. Yeah, let's um, talk about the peacock thing. I mean, I would again say another highlight for me, and actually in in the series now as a whole, is Jenny. I really have really started enjoying the character of Jenny. I think she's yeah uh, she's added a, a an extra element now being a ghost character um that you know she has this extra kind of cool uh, gimmick for lack of a better word for her so to see her interacting with peck and uh you know <laughs> kind of giving giving him a, a little run for his money i, I really like that um, and again she's designed incredibly i think that's such a cool look now that jenny has uh but we've we've called that out before yeah um the, the creepy, I think the creepy orphanage, that great reveal where they're down in the lobby and then you see all of the, the children ghosts pop up. That was a, a highlight for me. Um, Holtzman being reckless is always fun. It's always fun. I love Holtzman just being crazy. Uh, the Kylie's finding common ground. I think that was another highlight uh, where they... <laughs> Their sarcasm. They finally realize that they they are two in the same uh, cut cut Very from the so. same cloth a little bit. I did like that the IDW uh, the Prime uh, Kylie was explaining to the uh, EGB uh, uh, <laughs> EGB Kylie that uh, uh, Ray is impervious to sarcasm <laughs> when they're this far into like a job. He is yeah. just. <laughs> There's there there is no there is no sassing him. He just it just water off a duck's back. Yeah, well, and he's he's the heart of the Ghostbusters. So the joke is about him being an Eagle Scout, if I remember correctly. And so it's like, that's right. Uh, well, yeah, obviously Ray's an Eagle Scout, so he's going to say, yeah, I am a Scout. Thank you very much. He's gonna th- he's gonna take that as a compliment. Um. So uh, so yeah, I mean it, it's it's a fun issue again. The art is incredible. The cliffhanger, which I alluded to uh, earlier, with. I mean, I have been wondering, they actually do make a big point in this issue about like, why the hell do you keep Ron around? He is always an, uh, he's a total liability. He's a jerk. Everybody kind of hates him. Uh, I think, is it Winston? Somebody makes a comment like, why have you not fired? Oh no, it's Ray. It's a uh, real Ghostbusters Ray who says, why have you not fired that guy yet? Uh, it's, it doesn't make any sense. He is just, he's such an albatross, but um, I'm wondering if we're writing Ron Alexander out of the series here. I wonder if, if there are stakes to be had, you know, does, does Ron actually perish, uh, from this, from, from ice cream cones to the chest, no less. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which is actually something we've never really, I don't think we've seen before. Yeah. The, uh, the actual, th- these things are usually just slime, right? Like you get slimed. <laughs> Yeah, that it's piercing, that it's it's impaling him, and and uh, I mean that's yeah. Have having physical tangibility to these things to the point where it's it's incredibly dangerous. That's that's a well, a it's a rough way to go. I'm sorry, Ron, if this is the end for you, uh, that you had to be killed by spectral ice cream cones. 
Um, but yeah, that's also, I mean, it's, again, it's showing that there are stakes here that, and, and, you know, Eric and the team, they have not shied away from writing characters out of the series. I mean, we've, we have seen a few characters come and go, uh, to heartbreaking effect, uh, for poor Winston Zedmore. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I get this sinking feeling that like Ron was kind of the catalyst for all of this to go down to begin with, uh, that he and Holtzman had their, uh, devices and, and creating these portals. And that's sort of what led to all of this, uh, catastrophe happening in the first place. So I'm wondering if like there are consequences, like if, if Ron is going to pay the consequences for his actions here and we might uh, be short one member in Chicago from this point forward. Yeah. I also think it's interesting that, uh, Holtzman's partner, uh, in crime, so to speak, uh, may, may go the way of the dodo here. Um, uh, it may become an ex parrot, uh, in that, uh, remember, I mean, she, she has her weird connection to, to most every other character sort of thing, but she kind of, you know, her, her, how do you, her teaming up with Ron kind of came from the same place that she kind of liked that, you know, where Ron was coming from with, uh, uh, wanting to get his hands on the technology and it wasn't fair that other people were telling them not to touch and all that. And it may prove to be something that kind of gets through her, her wackiness and, yeah, and yeah. kind of insane, uh, you know, forward bullheadedness, uh, headedness. There we go. Her bullheadedness. If, if that, you know, the person she started down this road, I mean, and even, throughout like he's being kind of cavalier about it she's being kind of cavalier about it but yeah. they made a big mess and this you know it's one thing for her to be targeted by this ghost and she'll have a close call there part that kind of sets it up to then she's like you know well uh, you know gets through the through it and then finds out <laughs> potentially that you know the other party didn't make it out like that's that's gonna be a kind of a that that's a big blow right yeah that's actually that's a really good point that this might be um, you know, a, a very sobering for Holtzman because there's a, in the orphanage, uh, when all of the stuff goes down and she gets, you know, wrapped and tangled by this, uh, this headmaster character there, the characters are saying like, you need to stop shooting first. Like, what are you doing? You're really putting us in danger here. So yeah, I mean, as, as much as we want, uh, Holtzman to be that, uh, carefree couldn't uh shoot first ask questions later character you know maybe she is going to start realizing some things here and start getting a, a more uh even uh outlook on i don't know i the the, pr- the problem with that though is that holtzman's craziness is kind of the appeal to the character you know what i mean that you don't want to you don't want to pull her back too much you don't want no. her to turn into egon but yeah but at the same time she can't be too chaotic or she's just kind of a clown. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. This could be a way to just sort of dial her in a little bit as well. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, yes, I had, I had not made that connection that maybe Ron's passing will, uh, if, if that is indeed what will end up happening, uh, maybe. will end up being something that, uh, affects Holtzman, uh, fr- from here on out, there will be repercussions for her. Um, or uh, at this rate, the Ghostbusters could use another ghost ally. So who knows? That's uh, also God. Can you imagine Ron as a ghost? <laughs> Dear Lord, 
Oh, the poor. I mean, again, that would be fun to see Jenny interacting with another spectral character. Um, the two of them would get on each other's nerves within 10 seconds. It would not be good, but well, I mean, we could flip it the other way. Ron is, he's not terribly well redeemed as a character. I mean, cause he, he did get a slap on the wrist and all that. Uh, but he as you know, to flip it the other way, he uh, like Holtzman is responsible for this giant mess they made. He's been fairly cavalier about it. Uh, you know, this could be the classic uh, setup for, uh, you know, near-death experience. A little bit of Doctor Strange astral wandering. I don't know, because that, certainly <laughs> that stuff comes up from time to time in the comic. Yeah. That somebody somebody moves away, uh, you know, is not really fighting on the earthly plane, and maybe there's a sacrifice to be made. So maybe yeah. it does, that does pass. Some redemption. Yeah. That may, or, or, you know... It, he made a breach maybe he finds a way to plug it and it's kind of an ultimate sacrifice who knows but it's interesting i mean the note that he goes out on he he goes out or well i say goes out but he's not dead he we leave on the cliffhanger but um much like holtzman he's throwing the grenades and everybody's like stop it what are you doing don't do that you know he and holtzman are kind of mirror images of each other so yeah i i like i like that theory but, um, all right, well, so do you want to talk about the, uh, the Ghostbusters Inc. file in the back, uh, before we come to a conclusion here? Uh, because this one focuses on, focuses on the extreme Ghostbusters. Extreme Ghostbusters. It actually kind of, uh, <laughs> I believe Mr. Tanaka admonished us over it because I think it came up in the cards or something, but, uh, this kind of expands on it. The idea that it's not part of the RGB universe. It's an alternate timeline to the RGB universe. Yeah. That there's a shared common ground between the two of them. Uh, yeah. Shared common ground. But in this case, as they put it, there was a kind of a PKE drought that the Ghostbusters didn't have to do any work. Like there was no work to be, to be done, disbanded. And then, uh, yeah, as we know in the, the cartoon, it starts to spike again. Um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. It's not as it's. I don't bring it up as is like it's somehow as deep as perhaps, you know, the the repurposing the Game Boy uh, sprites into you know into house house spirits and things like that. Uh, but it was, uh, boy, we come on, get to the the Robo Buster and all that. Tell us about that one. <laughs> tell us, uh, yeah, but, tell us about that one. But it was very very cool to see them, uh, you know, kind of write down and formalize what the cartoon series was in conjunction to all this other stuff. It's one thing for them to kind of, you know, the sky's the limit, uh, blank slate with some of these uh, characters, like the, the ones from the manga and stuff like that. It's another, uh, well, technically anime, I guess, but anyways, but it's another thing to, you know, somehow not retcon, but I guess kind of retcon all these more prominent teams together into one go um yeah yeah so um yeah i mean i so let's see i have one more final thought uh from mr tanaka we'll we'll let you have the last word michael on this one uh because i think it's actually it's it's a very fun point and you can you and i can get some discussion out of it before we go um uh he says random thought rgb egon mentioned that it would take a lot of trap gates to capture a class seven and what is Tiamat? Huh? 
Yeah. It felt like Eric is subtly setting up Tiamat's defeat in the final issue of Crossing Over by using multiple trap gates to split and scatter parts of Tiamat across the universe, sending her into the RGB containment unit or scatter a piece into each team's containment unit. Uh, that's a pretty good theory, man. I I wonder if... And, and I wonder if, if uh, getting to know all of these teams, because what made me think about it while you were talking about that is, is all of these teams now having a responsibility. These are the infinity stones of the, the IDW-verse, yeah. <laughs> uh, where each team now has to guard a piece of Tiamat uh, in, in their uh, respective containment units. That would be interesting. But, uh, and, then, and then we'll see these Peacock files with what piece of Tiamat they have. <laughs> The uh, the head, the arms, the legs, the the Medusa snakes. Um, um, somebody else was quartered and shipped around the world. What was that from? Man, yeah, this will be the thing that wakes me up in the middle of the night. But yeah, there yeah. was somebody else who was super evil and cut up and. Uh, sent uh, far, far away from them. Um, that's a, that's a good way to deal with one of these uh, super antagonists is to yeah. uh, have them finally defeated and, and split up and, and sent around. So uh, and you can certainly theory, do man. that. You can certainly yeah. do it with little uh, interdimensional hopping uh, traps. So and you, you throw you throw a series of them, uh, each one aiming at a different containment unit, and away we go. And it gives a good excuse for at least one of the Egons, maybe Prime Egon or EGB Egon or somebody to be a caretaker that's going from containment unit to containment unit and checking the integrity and making sure that uh, the, this piece of Tiamat uh, is, is uh, well-contained. Uh, I mean, I do like the idea that there's going to be some sort of supervision of all of these alternate universes some way, yeah. somehow now that... Or is Peck going to be that? It's like, is Peck going to try to stick his nose in everybody's business by walking through the portal and checking on the Ghostbusters in uh, Dimension 80C and going in and checking, you know, like, is he is he going to wander the uh, alternate universes as some sort of trying to throw his weight around anywhere and everywhere that he possibly can? I don't know. It's either that or they set themselves up for... Uh Ghostbuster annuals till the end of time by treating it like a, uh, uh, what did they call it in the old days when, um, there was an emergency list. They still use them at schools and stuff like that where. Yeah. Like the phone trees, the the phone trees and all that. Yeah. Yeah, You call, you call three and then they call three and then they call (laughs) that certain, (laughs) certain Egon's, uh, or uh, other team members are only responsible with visiting certain universes to see how things are going. And then, a report back up sort of thing. Or maybe, and then maybe they it's all just meet on the Citadel of Egon's to, uh, the Citadel of Egon's. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe they just take turns. Every, every time it's a different Egon has to, to wander the universes and then back. Yeah. That'd be funny. That would be really the funny. Pil- pilgrimage of the Egon's. I do. I, I love that this, uh, multiverse thing could just continue and carry on uh so uh anyway yeah good good theory michael um i again i wish we could just have you on the show i i it would be so much fun to just have you on here you would be able to Someday. talk so much we'll we'll make it happen we'll find, we'll find out we'll make excuse. it happen. yeah we'll we'll pull you out of your shell we'll make this happen the the public demands it they want to hear from michael tanaka <laughs> 
Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, definitely hit us up on our voicemail, email, social media, anywhere and everywhere. Tell us what you thought about uh, crossing over number five. Tell us what you think is in store for all of the characters. Do you think that this is the end for certain characters like Ron Alexander? Uh, we, we definitely want to hear from you Don't guys. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, 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 go stoppers. I'm sorry. We'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702 GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page and Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. And so, Chris, we have come to our end of our five-hour podcasting marathon. Mm. Let us look at the tally board and see how our donations have... Wait, we haven't been accepting money for the... Ah, damn. Why did we not? All right. Well, while I go lick my wounds, do you have any uh, final thoughts? Yeah, I got several. Hit me. Uh, For starters, we haven't mentioned it in a while, and I think you and I got quite busy. But as mentioned, we're, we're not... We're not done with the con- the containment unit uh, loot box for charity idea. Uh, our exclusive one and only. There will be loot one. Box. There can only be one. There can only be one. Uh, yeah. Perhaps uh, fall. Like all things Ghostbusters, perhaps it'll fall into October that we'll we'll wrap yeah. that one up. I mean, now uh, especially with tuned. all the spirit stuff, I want to include a whole lot more. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, two, uh, speaking of fall, I have started listening to our previous uh, Halloween episodes. Oh, and they're I'm so much fun. To you're going to do another one? Please tell me you're uh, doing another absolutely. one. Absolutely. And yes. it seems like why not uh, throw it out to people there now if you just want to call in and let us know who you are, uh, who, you're, who you're representing. Uh, wishes a happy Halloween. Uh, I love those. Those are fun to put in there. Uh, recommendations. The, the movie stuff if, worked if really cool. If people have rarities uh, that they want to share to be included, that that might be kind of nice too. If, if people send you clips of things to be well, included. Or even even just name it and I'll go, I'll, I'll go dig up what I can. Uh, what was the other things? The two things that came up in the midst of this and there was no real reason why other than we were talking about IDW. Um, in Ghostbusters world. One is I just realized with all this uh, Dan Schoening art of the ATC team, especially especially with digital versions you can take a screenshot of on your phone. Um, uh, why has somebody, why haven't I, uh, or even semi-officially, why hasn't Cryptozoic released uh, 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 image files for the uh, the ATC team for the board games like oh wow. that's a really good point um, or, actu- or actually at the end of this <laughs> why aren't we making up uh, character cards for the entire Ghostbusters universe at this point <laughs> uh, 
that's a fun one. I know we've talked about that on and off too. Uh, even yeah, their uh, expansion teams. packs could be uh, pre- pretty easily done. Yeah, we've talked Ugh. about that before. Cryptozoic, actually, here's a freebie for you. You start making up character cards. Um, <laughs> I guess you need the figure. That's the tricky part. But uh, man, if it was just cards to go buy a foil pack of, of random character cards for the game that you could play with, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Sold. Uh, I don't know. But anyways. That's got to uh, be in one, the works. Expansions have to be It's got to be. But anyway. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, the last but not least, uh, again, again, uh, going back to uh, as we're talking, things pop up. Um, Ghostbusters World on their Twitter uh, retweeted. Well, they, they link tweeted uh, Slash Film posted their uh, Ghostbusters World San Diego Comic-Con uh, thing, uh, mostly because Slash Film uh, digs it. But they open by saying, Ghostbusters World opens by saying, we're hard at work making final calibrations on these PKE meters over at HQ. Take a look at why Slash Film is calling Ghostbusters World a, quote, fun dive into the world of the paranormal, unquote. Again, the, the the suggestion that we're hard at work making final calibrations. Final calibrations is kind of huh. suggests that you know the well, what we saw was fairly beta y. Uh, we didn't get to see any of the the team or raid stuff per se, although there was some discussion of it uh, in some of these articles. So who knows? Again, we may going back to what we said earlier. We may not be crazy. They may surprise us very soon yeah. by saying you know. Boy, putting it out on Halloween would be a real. It's one thing to put it out in the 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 you know 2019. That's uh that's good for us fans because we know what 2019 is. But you know the world doesn't really. And you're yeah, not going to wait till hyping it up now. Like why would they wait now for another you and know 12 been, months to do it? They've yeah. been striding pretty quickly too, right? Like uh, yeah, from the first look, uh, you know, three or four months ago to what we saw at San Diego Comic Con, which is. Like I said, we're seeing screenshots of the the Google World uh, API at play in there, and the the buildings and all that. So what do we got? August, September, and October—that's three months. And what we saw at San Diego Comic Con was stuff that was, you know, potentially locked a uh, month prior to that. Yeah, that's it's not impossible. And yeah, as I mean, we said, it may just be a soft rollout, or it may just be a rollout where they go start here and like Pokemon Go, and we'll keep uh, rolling in more content as we go. Yeah, it could be a limited release where uh, there's only a few ghosts and a few features, but uh, more is coming out later. Um, but uh, yeah, interesting. Alright, well... I don't know. That's my problem. Stranger things have happened. There, A VR thing came out and we had no notice, so hopefully we get a little bit of notice when Ghostbusters World launches. Oh One man, would hope. That's a good superhero name or something. V Arthur. Or V Arthur. Like v a digital Arthur. A, a, a digital B Arthur. <laughs> hologram, An AI, yeah. a, 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 a digital AI hologram that looks like B Arthur called V Arthur. Dorothy Dorothy Spornak. Uh, oh, B. Man. B how we miss you. Uh, happy Golden Girls Day to everybody out there. That actually happened this last week too. I, everything oh, has a I day now. That. that was this past week. But, she was uh, a marine. That's what makes me laugh. Yeah. Oh, man. B. Arthur was the best. Yeah, anyway, was welcome the- to the B. Arthur podcast <laughs> as we wrap up our fourth hour here. Um, but uh, all right, everybody, uh, stay tuned next week. Fun stuff again. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe 
maybe we'll hear from you guys. Again, those voicemails, uh, keep them coming. We'll, we need to do a voicemail episode here because we've been stockpiling them. So uh, keep, keep calling in and we'll, uh, we'll play some of your voicemails and have your voice heard on this podcast. But until next week, see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. They used to be one of my two favorite shows. Let me guess. Ghosts are worshipers. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. No study. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Hairless Pets. Weird.